Input. Output. Hi, this is Input Output, and I'm your host, Mark Yarm. Today on the Input Output podcast, we've got stories about a dangerous conspiracy theory and an innovative running shoe. This is one of the most drastic policy changes Facebook has made in its history. The social network banning any groups, pages, or Instagram accounts linked to QAnon. And this is a group, a movement that started about three years ago based on the conspiracy theory that a cabal of Satan-worshipping, child sex trafficking, child-eating politicians and A-list celebrities are trying to secretly overthrow President Trump. Facebook recently announced it will ban all pages, groups, and Instagram accounts linked to the QAnon conspiracy movement. This marks a big step up from the company's previous policy to ban them only when violence was discussed. Here are InputMag.com editor Ryan Houlihan and editor-in-chief Joshua Topolsky talking about Facebook's long overdue move. Facebook has finally banned QAnon across all of its platforms. Facebook has said that it's going to ban all pages, groups, and Instagram accounts linked to the QAnon conspiracy movement. This is after they removed 1,500 pages, groups, and profiles in August. QAnon, for anyone who doesn't know, is an insane conspiracy theory based on meaningless haikus on an anonymous posting website that believes that all the upper levels of government are pedophiles that create chemicals that keep themselves young or something uh and uh, yeah i don't know there's a this is all covered some of these David. people have gotten into the senate so <laughs> yeah this is all covered i mean the thing about qn and that you should know is that uh i mean it's roughly that the, you know that the plot of their uh of their conspiracy is that there's a um uh, there's a global uh, cabal of of world leaders and deep state actors who are all involved in child trafficking and pedophilia um, and and you know every president but uh, Donald Trump is involved um, and like it's essentially there's a book uh, written by a, a conspiracy theorist a complete not not job named David Ike which I've talked about a million times called the biggest secret and all of the QAnon stuff is in the biggest secret which is written in like 1992 or something uh, and it's an amalgamation of a bunch of other bullshit conspiracy theories that are roughly you know based on the knights templar stuff and the behold a pale horse and all of this like old school like the catholic it's you know tied into catholicism which you know is actually an organization that has a problem with real institutionalized pedophilia but you know it's nonsense it's complete nonsense that has been on the internet now has been like turned into this cesspool. it's a religious it's a religious movement at this yeah point. this like call like interpreting or interpreting these strange messages to mean whatever they want it to mean and they put their faith in Q and they show up to rallies and blindly like support whatever they've the the influencers within this Q community say I mean it is a bunch of people who feel confused with information they feel duped they feel disadvantaged and so they're clinging to this fantasy that makes them feel powerful I mean it's all conspiracy theory stuff partaking in special knowledge and and in control of world that is wildly out of control but the problem with this is is that it's great Facebook is going to remove it okay good move but you're closing the barn door way too late this is already spread 
these groups will go to other websites. These groups have spread through Facebook. Like they've used this as a huge recruiting tool. So I guess it's good that you're stopping it, but it's saying like, you know, uh, someone in our Slack said the analogy of if you were growing a bacterial culture in a tiny test tube and then it infected the whole room and you said, well, we've got to throw that test tube out. It's nice that you're going to do that, but I don't think that this is going to make as big of a dent as they're purporting that it will. And I think these groups will just get pushed onto other platforms that are harder to police control or surveil. Look, removing groups that spread insane lies about people and indoctrinate uh, unwitting or uneducated people into their cult of complete violent rhetoric and bullshit is overdue but I'll take it where I can get it. Like totally. it's not, it's not Facebook's God given duty to protect any fucking crazy ass bullshit that people want to say on their fucking service. And the more that they go, you know what? Some things we just don't want on this platform. Like we're not going to have Nazis on the platform. We're not going to have conspiracy theorists who say Obama is having sex with children or whatever. We're just not going to have that on here because it's nonsense and bullshit and doesn't add to, you know, uh, uh, positive or meaningful discourse amongst human beings. It is a is a one way trip down into something very bad, you know, and very dark. And it is not like enlightened or important or meaningful conversation. It just isn't. And like, I don't think that we have to like. Again, it's like I'll use the bookstore metaphor. Like, I'm glad that these companies recognize that they can sell whatever books they choose to sell, and you can put Mein Kampf on the fucking stands, or you you don't have to. Anyhow, I, I, I'm not going to give Facebook a lot of credit. But I'm glad to hear it happening. I'd like to see it happen more. I'd like to see, and I think we'll see in a lot of these these races where QAnon people have gotten the nomination or whatever. You know, it's like Laura Loomer has a nomination for a house seat in Florida or something. But the, if you look at the polling, it's like she's going to be absolutely destroyed. Okay, because the truth is that most Republicans, and I'm not defending them, but I believe that most Republicans are fairly normal people. I'm not, I disagree with their, a lot of their b- beliefs. But I don't think the majority of Republicans are like, yeah, there's a international sex trafficking ring tied to like black magic in the deep state. Like, I just don't think most of them are like that. I do think there are some vulnerable people within that party. And frankly, there's vulnerable people who subscribe to any set of political beliefs. There's always like that can always lead to an almost religious place in some people's minds. Um, But like. There are vulnerable people. You know, I see like I I read this story about Erie and the outskirts of Erie, PA in in the New York Times about the all these like the Trump versus Biden people. And, you know, there's Trump people talking about, oh, I stocked up on ammo and there's going to be riots in the streets and all. And it's like fantasy. You know, there's another story from Pennsylvania about some guys, a a QN and, you know, he's in his 60s or 70s and he gets elderly people drive up and are like, hey, like I'm into QN and too, you know, and these are vulnerable people who are being exposed to an over overload of information that has no grounding in reality. But my parents who are smart enough to be able to see fact from fiction don't have the media literacy and the internet literacy that I have, you know? So they'll send me stuff sometimes. And I'm like, yeah, this is not from a reputable place, but they can't distinguish the way you and I might distinguish about what is reputable and and factual and what is. I'm not saying that they don't, I'm not saying they're into QAnon because they're not, it's not anything like that. But I'm saying that especially for an older generation, especially for a generation, older generation that is leaning right wing or right wing, I think it's very easy for them to just not be able to make the distinction. And so services need to help to make the distinction for them. And I think it's very important that these kinds of things get 
more attention and more light put on them and that that Facebook and other companies take action which Twitter has been very proactive about lately not nearly proactive enough about Nazis and you know trans harassers and you know anti-trans people and anti LGBTQ people and like you know obviously there's a lot of still a lot of trouble on that platform that needs to be addressed neo-Nazis but yeah start doing it start talking about it start making moves I think it's I think it's important Listen, it's good that Facebook is doing something about this because uh, something is better than nothing. But I, I also worry that like what gets lost in here is that actual human trafficking and sex trafficking and, and you know, child pornography are real issues that exist that aren't in the realm of fantasy and that are there are actual victims of these things there the real information is sitting there like the, if you really care about human trafficking human trafficking victims will tell you what they need from you and it, it i'm sorry it doesn't it's not as fun as playing cloak and dagger on the internet with your friends this is real life and you know you shouldn't buy a gun because of some like nonsense you saw in a facebook group i guess i couldn't agree with that more want to hear more from ryan and joshua then stay tuned for today's second story With Strung, for the first time, we can program single threads in any direction where each thread has a different property or strength. Together, they form this seamless network of really precise performance zones. Every single thread is serving a purpose. Adidas recently introduced a concept running shoe dubbed Strung, featuring a first-of-its-kind upper material that was developed from the ground up. Adidas is using robots to place yarns in any direction across the shoe, a technique that makes the sneaker feel like part of the runner's body, not an attachment. Here are InputMag.com editor Ryan Houlihan and editor-in-chief Joshua Topolsky discussing these high-tech kicks. Adidas Mm. created a robot, 3D prints shoes, that are completely made from these fibers that they're using to sort of mold they're like soft bendable fibers that can also be made tougher and thicker so they can create the sole and then they can create the sides of the shoe these aren't going to be for sale just yet but it is an amazing accomplishment and it's sort of fascinating because they're solving for a shoe i guess but i mean this is a 3d printer that could create something with such spectacular detail you could make a variety of clothes you could make a variety of things that in your own home i mean you would just need to buy thread and the design would all be online it's prohibitively expensive at the moment we're talking way down the line but they're creating these shoes that they mean they call the line of shoes strung it's fascinating you have to go to inputmag.com and look at it it's called the adidas futurecraft and i really want to wear these but i also just want to make stuff with this robot yeah, I think I think that one thing that we've been covering a lot that I'm really interested in is the progression of, you know, how we're using new technologies and new materials in clothing. Obviously, we cover sneakers and, and streetwear and stuff. And like this one is obviously for reasons that should not be surprising. Adidas and Nike have been very much at the forefront of figuring out new ways to take technology and use it to create shoes. The thing that I'm interested in, these are literally like using what a spider would do to create like a webbing that is the actual shoe. Which, I mean, it's Westworld know, stuff. 
It's something, yes, it's like something from a movie or a sci-fi novel. And they look that way too, you know, and I would, I'm dying to know what they feel like. I'm dying to know how these actually feel on your feet. They look like they would feel fucking incredible. Um, but like, I think it's really interesting to watch not just these new technologies for the purposes of trying to sell some more stuff, but a lot of this stuff is tapping into recycling and reusing. No other part of like essentially the quote unquote fashion industry has really ever made any progress on like the fashion world has been largely interested in dealing with expensive goods for an elite group of people and not giving a fuck about the ways that they create in fact there have been stories about how fashion companies will take stuff that isn't sold they will take their stock and they'll throw it in the garbage or they will like literally like chop it up or they will burn it clothes that could go to pe- you know, anyway. pe- uh, homeless people you know winter coats whatever but they're just throwing them out people they don't want people to be seen wearing their expensive clothes who didn't pay for them And so it's interesting to see Nike and Adidas and a handful of other companies start to explore what I consider to be, I mean, to me, streetwear now is fashion. You know, that is where the most exciting, interesting, creative parts of fashion are happening. I think like couture and runway fashion is just totally, it's out of sync with all of reality at this point. The only Um, relevant parts of fashion at this point are streetwear and costumes. Yeah, it's either super duper over the top or utilitarian in a way that like this is like, it's a totally different world when you think about like, you know, how we think about fashion or, or high end fashion or whatever. But anyhow, but what's interesting is that Nike and Adidas are really trying to, I believe, pioneer some things that could have real impact. When we talk about climate change now, it's an existential threat. I think it's interesting to think about how they could have these technologies, while at first may just be a really great talking point or some weird experimentation, are starting to turn into real products. Like Nike had the base hippie shoes, uh, which are still like very limited run, but they're actually selling and selling out of these shoes that are made from recycled or upcycled materials. It's super interesting. The stuff they're making is really cool. The materials they're using have a completely different look and feel than than other materials. And so it it's not only just like, oh, hey, we're trying this new thing with this new material, but they're also, the designs themselves are being heavily informed by the materials that they're using. And I think that's just like, that's just like a new, that's just a very new place for these companies. And I, I think it's gonna push fashion forward in a way it's going to push material use forward in a way that is going to have some real benefit to the world. You can follow Ryan on Twitter at Ryan Houlihan and Joshua at Joshua Topolsky. I am at Mark Yarm. For more news from the world of technology and culture, visit InputMag.com. You can click on the links in the show notes for the stories we discussed today. New episodes of Input Output are released three times a week. If you enjoyed what you heard, please give us a rating and review on iTunes. You can find Input Output on your smart speaker or whichever podcast app you use. Thanks for listening.